Office Depot Office Max has great deals on everything you need to succeed, like stylish furniture and chairs to keep you working comfortably, the latest tech to keep you organized and productive, calendars and planners to keep you on schedule, and cleaning supplies to keep your space spotless. It's the perfect time to stock up on the supplies you need to succeed from the office to your home and everywhere in between. Need it fast? No problem. Place your order at officedepot.com and pick it up in just 20 minutes at your nearest Office Depot or Office Max store. What's really good, potsters? I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. This is The Hit List, the unofficial official power ranking for the Challenge 34 War of the Worlds 2. We have a very special guest in the house, ladies and gentlemen, Pauly Califiori. How you doing, Pauly? What up, y'all? Doing good. <laughs> so good to have you back. So good to have you back. How you feeling? I appreciate it. I feel good, man. You know, just relaxing, grinding. Taking it day by day. Yeah, man, that final looked definitely rough. It definitely looked rough. Yeah, it was it was definitely a rough final. I mean, you know, you you do everything you can in a game in order to prepare yourself to uh, to run a final and make sure you have a great team. And you know, you never know what a final is going to bring. So I thought that I put together the best team to run and solve puzzles and. and it ended up being majority carrying. So <laughs> shot, a, shot ourselves in the foot. But hey, you know, I put the team together. So ultimately, you got to live and die by uh, your team. And when you're the captain, that's just, that's just what you got. You know, you get praised if you win. You get torn apart if you lose. So um, that tie heat was no joke. Humidity was no joke. So location plays a factor. And... Uh, you know, the only thing you can do when you lose is learn from it and move forward and get better for next time. Let's roll it back to last season. Last season, you did extremely well, but also came up short right before the final. What kind of preparation went in between that last purge and this final? What did Paulie do to get himself ready to take on War of the Worlds 2? Honestly, uh, my preparation between War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2 was like much different uh i mean there was just so much going on um you know if you guys want the clock back to like everything that was going on that's when like all that bullshit was going down on social media i wasn't really in the best places you know i'm moving across the country getting settled in i'm not really on my on my regiment not really on my uh diet I wasn't with the people who got prepared for world's one um <clears throat> And, uh, you know, I showed up and I was still in good shape. And then I started preparing myself to, uh, get there. And I was definitely at a point to, um, to run for sure. Um, but I almost wish that I didn't run at all, all season long, because when I run, I lean myself out so much and I come into the season at like 185, 190. By the time the season was ready to go into the final, I was down to like 150, 155. So it's almost like I, I assumed it was just going to be a lot of running, and then it ended up being a lot of carrying. But, I mean, 
can't really make any excuses because you know then all of a sudden you get there and you got to carry for 16 miles and that just you know can't factor in speaking of making it easy i got a question about theo so we've seen theo on twitter took a couple of jabs at you and uh i just kind of want to know it's it is there is there a real problem between you two or or is he just making jokes or is is he clout chasing? Like what is the reason that Theo seems to single you out? I know you guys got into it on the season a little bit. I don't think anybody took it that serious, but he does seem to single you out and he seems to be hitting you up a lot on social media. What do, uh what's really behind all that? I mean, look, man, that's what happens when you kiss someone on national television and don't call them back after the season's done. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, look, I knew I I knew that I had that effect on people, but I mean, I think he's taking it a little too serious. I mean, it was just a kiss, man. You know, (laughs) like you ain't got to you ain't got to go off the deep end, become a stage five clinger over here, man. Sounds sounds like a heartbroken ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I don't think this is the first time that somebody from the cast has uh, came after you on social media. You know, man, like, it, I think everybody comes at me because they want the likes, they want the retweets, they want the clout, you know? Like, when you think of, like, the new wave of people who've come on the show, I mean, my name is is there, you know? Like, you can't take that away from me. And, um, I've seen it with everyone. Like I've even seen it with people who aren't even on like the challenge. They're not even in the MTV circle. I see it from people from like ABC shows, CBS shows, you know, Fox shows. Like, I'm just like, who are all these people that like want to come at me because they know that all it takes is for one troll to see them tweeting at me. And they'll start retweeting and liking and commenting and all this stuff. And then they'll stand that person. You know, it's like the popular thing to do on, you know, Twitter at least is to, is to do that. But, you know, I don't really want to focus on those people because I also get a lot of love. You know, I get a lot of people who <laughs> retweet and like my stuff and comment positive things on mine. So I think whatever, I mean, look, this is, this is what I laugh at. Whenever I see people tweeting at me, I go, I go to their page. I look at the page. I scroll down a couple. I'm like, all right, yeah, you get like 24 likes, like one or two retweets, you know, you're not breaking triple, you're not breaking double digits, you know? And then you mentioned me and it's like, Oh my God, I got hundreds of likes. I got a couple thousand <laughs> likes. Like, this is amazing. I'll just keep doing this. It's almost, it's, it's human nature. You know, that's the world we live in now. And, you know, I mean, look, Ray Lewis, put a tweet out there being like, you know, I'm going to ask everybody who talks about me, all my haters and everything. Like try, try being successful without mentioning my name. Cause I mentioned no one's name to, to, to have the kind of attention that I have, you know, and then I compete the way I compete and say what you want about me, but there's tons of challenge greats that haven't won a final in their first three seasons. But there's also a lot of people who have won in the first three seasons who has who have never made an impact on the show like I have. So that's going to come with the good and it's going to come with the bad. Uh, but I've never had to mention anybody's name to get where I am. But all these other people, you know, what happens when I finally transition from a heel to a baby face? What's going to happen? You guys can no longer <laughs> use my name to get success. You know, are you guys going to be able to be successful on your own? 
without using my name? And if the answer is no, then uh, you should probably start figuring out how to brand yourself without me. All right. So let's talk. You were saying you're saying lots of people give love and everything. Let's have you give some love. Okay. Talking about your alliance outside of Kara, because that's obvious, right? For me, who from your alliance was, I don't know, the best to work with or the most fun to work with in that group that you had? Like, uh, honestly, it was all fun. You know, like I had a, I had a great time. Like, I really wish that they showed more of like the light goofiness. Cause like I woke up every morning dancing around the house, making everybody laugh. Uh, you know, even my enemies, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like I didn't really take it that serious. Like, yeah, there's a couple, you know, of incident incidents that happened, but definitely way less than previous seasons. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. You know, so at least I'm chopping that number down. Um, but I just had a good time, you know, like I would take Josh and Rogan, um, you know, and I go out to the, to the gazebo and we'd have broga sessions where we would just do yoga and then talk game. And then, you know, we'd sit there Indian style and, think about the next thing um you know i grab cam and kaylee you know and we'd sit there and s- grab a pulse on how the girls were feeling always was talking to ashley about different things because i feel like she's got a very good um uh devious mind and she's kind of she's very she has a very good pulse on the game of like where like insecurities might be coming in and things that i needed to patch up before it became a problem you know so it was really fun you know and even and even talking to ct you know, and like having that whole situation happen and, and all that, like I literally had the time of my life playing the political game that I played this season because I, I outdid what I was able to do on big brother in terms of a political and social game, because that ended up biting me in the butt, like halfway through, like people caught, you know, caught on and my own alliance flipped on me. So, um, this time around, like I learned from those mistakes and I was like, let me play a, you know, masterful political game where it's like people think that someone who makes it to a final without seeing eliminations played a great political game. So I said, all right, well, let me see if I can have multiple people make it to a final without seeing elimination, because that's a brilliant political game that has never been played. Um, and with with the exceptions of Joss. Ashley Ninja, no one saw an elimination, you know? So. Which is a good thing. A, a, a lot of people have been making, uh, you know, this big stink about, oh, this person ain't going to elimination. This person ain't going to elimination. I mean, one of the keys to the game is don't go into elimination. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. You never know how you're going to turn out. I don't know. I, I don't think it's fair how, because, um, you know, because of people like you and Cora, who, you know, some people seem to dislike all because you guys are not doing it. Now it's turned into a negative. Yeah. I mean, but look, like when, when you're successful at what you do, people are going to have something to say about it. I mean, look, Tom Brady still gets slammed and he's one of the best. Conor McGregor gets slammed. You know, he's, he's one of my favorites. Has he made some dumb decisions? Fuck yeah. He's fucking idiot. But in terms of a competitor and how he fucking fights and then will lose and then bounce back and then lose and then bounce, you know what I mean? Like there's something admirable in that. And, you know, it's like people try to act like people in our lines never have never been in eliminations in their life. Like Cara's done her time. Cam has done her time. I've done six eliminations in three seasons. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, thanks for the redemption house, but still six in three seasons, you know, um, Ashley, Ashley's done eliminations. Yeah. Like when you look at back in the day, like, I mean, there's some people, uh, you know, I posted a list of like that somebody made of like comparing me to some of the greats early on. And like some of them like never saw an elimination. And I think Jamie like had zero elimination wins because he never saw eliminations, but he had three titles. You know what I mean? So it's like, it was always considered masterful to avoid an elimination because not every elimination is going to be something where you can physically do. I mean, I have yet to see an elimination that really hones in on like my real skills, you know, like wrestling, speed, agility, you know, and like even, even endurance. I mean, when it comes to running endurance, definitely not fucking carrying endurance, but you know, if I was in better shape, I think, cause there was that junkyard uh, challenge on war of the worlds one, which was over an hour and a half of me just dragging heavy ass weight for an hour and a half. And I did that with Georgia. So it's just, I don't know. It sometimes heat strokes just like the perfect thing, but I don't know. Like we were all ready to go into eliminations. It's just, we were focusing on winning and we were like, look, let's just ride this out and let's do it. Like we got this. Um, and people are, people are making it a negative. And when you look at the final, when you look at, all the eight people who were in that final uh, at the end, like after the second wave, Jordan was the only one and Jordan and Ninja were the only ones who saw an elimination. So what Rogan D and CT shouldn't be champions. Cause they didn't see an elimination. You know, Zach, Zach didn't see an elimination. Nobody has said that. Nobody has said anything about Rogan or CT and them not seeing an elimination. They only have something to say about you and Kara. But jumping back into this final, I want to jump back into this final real quick. Uh, we've seen Zach. Zach didn't exactly come off the greatest during the final. Uh, a lot of people viewed him as being very negative, as, as uh, doing a lot of complaining and bitching. Do you think what aired on MTV was a fair depiction of what happened, or is there more to the story? Is Zach, did, did he look as bad as it seemed? during the final or was he a little bit more justified in your opinion? Um, how can I answer this without getting in trouble? <laughs> um, so everybody on the U S team, the second that we were told that having a bigger team meant we had to carry more weight, um, rolling into that final, we, had our hopes high because we were like we are running through this season and even that last challenge that we lost um you know the rules had changed because like you know i was supposed to be swimming against jordan but the rules changed and then when we were told that we had to carry more weight um you know because we had more players it made no sense like it would have made sense if the rules were you've got more weight, but you have more players. So figure out how many people are going to be on the gurney and all this stuff. But once it was like, you know, the four players got to carry, it's almost like in hindsight, I'm like, man, thank God we started turning on ourselves and, and picking each other off. Because what if we never turned on um, ourselves and we just, every time we won, we threw in a UK person, you know, 
All right. So talking about that final, uh, there's a lot of a lot of controversy on on production actually and what they how they formatted and like the time penalties. Um, did the time penalty hurt Team USA at all? Was that was it just not shown that you guys actually had to wait for ten minutes or like or not? I mean, they can't. They can't. Sh- like it. It's hard when you have an hour episode. Like you guys got to give. Mm. You guys got to realize that, like, if they're showing the UK time penalty for like it lasting longer, as opposed to the US time penalty for lasting longer, like that's just because, you know, if you show them both, that's twenty minutes off an episode. So, like, maybe yeah. they want to really instill that the that the UK team was waiting around for a while, but they don't want you to harp on the fact that the USA team also had to wait around for a while because would it have really made that ending like as dramatic where it's like, oh my God, they're at a puzzle. USA is two minutes behind them. They're neck and neck. You know what I mean? And so I, it's like I, I agree there. I, I said that too earlier this week that it just wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been good for the show just to see you guys standing there to get on a boat. So but That's what I thought. That, like, there's there's eliminations that go for like hours and hours and hours, but there's it's only an hour show, so like they can't sit there and edit the elimination to be two hours long yeah. when they've only allotted like the the show has a format. It's like you know the show starts. There's an allotted time for challenge the challenge to be shown, a lot of time for house, <clears throat> a lot of time for elimination, and then you know leading into the next episode. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like if you're watching, you just use your fucking brain. <laughs> I, know. Like, I agree. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not rocket science to be like, why didn't they show the hour and a half elimination? And when the show's only an hour, like, come on, like, give give them a break. These people work their asses off behind the scenes. Like, it, it, nobody has any idea. Like, they got to be on set like three hours before we do, and like our call times like early as hell. So. Give, give them a little bit of a break. Like at the end of the day, those cameras guys and girls were running in right next to us. So, okay. So talking about how some of this gameplay, and this is just what I believe for you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, a great man once said, "To be the man, you got to beat the man." Ric Flair, and I, I truly believe that like you want to take down the best in the game, and you want to beat the best at their best because I mean that's how competition should be, and. I just want to know, because a lot of times people want to bring layups to finals. Like, how hard of a struggle is that to like, hey, all right, I want you at your best in that final so I can kick your ass. But then everybody in the house is like, no, 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 we got to we got to bring the people that can't run. Like. Am I fair on that assessment of you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely always want to go against the best. Um, You know, that's why War of the Worlds won. I mean, you look at who was closing in towards the end like everybody was great and on the guy's side it's like you know you look at that final it, could you imagine if it was me theo and turbo west running against each other you know hunters in there also like that's a solid it's a solid final right there um you know if jordan would have been on that season throw him in there too i really would have loved to seen who would come out on top in that kind of final even on the girl's side it was stacked, you know, you had Cara, Ninja, Georgia, Maddie. Um, and like, even if Devon had made it in there, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, and even like when, when Jordan and Tori decided to flip teams, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. They're great. Good competitors. 
let's see who wins. Um, that's how I'm always going to be. Um, and in any season that I'm going to be on, my thing is to always go against, you know, get my enemies out who I don't like. But if there's somebody who I respect as an enemy, yeah, I'll come after you. But ultimately, I want to beat you. So, like, if it comes comes down to it, we'll handle it in a final. Or if the powers that be have us land in an elimination together, we're in an elimination together. But that's uh, that's just how I am. You know, like, I'll never back down. I'll never <laughs> not want somebody on a season because they're good. Because ultimately, it's like you said, I can't consider myself the best if I'm not beating people uh, at their best over and over again. So, you know, and I think that that, get, that, that ultimately gives me, like, a lot of flack, you know? Because, like, I'll sit there and be talking truly and sincerely, and people will sit there and be like, you know, haha you lost it's like yeah okay i lost i I lost wanting to go against the best people sorry so you've been on two finals now uh compare those two how was this final compared to final reckoning like um how did it test you differently or like which one was harder like i think everybody has their own opinions but let's hear from you who was in both of those it's night and day man i mean this this one this one was hands down uh 10 times harder i mean tj even said it i mean war of the worlds one was the hardest final that had ever happened and then in this one tj sitting there being like this is the hardest final that has ever happened it's just it's like they weren't saying they didn't say that tj didn't say that in the final reckoning final you know what i mean so yeah like um final reckoning it was fun it was a learning experience for me in terms of like the dynamic of the final where it's like all right stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, stage five, stage six, even though I only think they showed, um, like, I don't know, watch, didn't watch the final, uh, final. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right there. You're right there. Yeah. We were filming war of the worlds, uh, one, um, you know, and then, and then this one, it was, it, it was just brutal, you know? And once again, like, I can't harp enough that like locations are everything, you know, like I, like, final reckoning that was in south africa i loved that climate that climate was amazing right namibia same kind of climate, only a little bit hotter loved it i'm not gonna lie i i fucking hated thailand i i like (laughs) the it was like humidity is an understatement like and probably only people from like florida during the summertime south carolina and texas during the summertime would really understand like what the humidity in Thailand is like, and then multiply that by 10. It was so bad. And, you know, everybody's body type is different. Like I hate, hate Thailand. <laughs> See, you got, you got people like CTs won three times in Thailand. You got, uh, yep, Jordan, yep. I think has won, uh, has he won? No, he's won twice in Thailand. Uh, and then once in uh, Colombia, um, but Colombia once again very hot and humid. So like, there's people who thrive in those climates, and then there's people who don't. You know what I mean? Let's go ahead and uh, throw it back to some of your castmates. Uh, Georgia was recently on another podcast, and she singled you out for being 
partially really? responsible. Yeah. She singled you out for being partially responsible <laughs> for the blackface incident for the way it got blown up and and um she put some of that blame on you and she mentioned you by name. Like I'm unaware of of your involvement with that. Do you care to comment on that? Uh I mean, I saw a lot of other castmates post it uh, on their stories and tweet about it. Um, you know, I mean, look, it, it's the easy thing to blame me, right? When I've been through things that have happened, I've had to look in the mirror and I've had to own up and be like, you know, I, I, made, I made my mistakes, right? People have had a lot to say about a lot of things that have gone on in my life. People have accused me of things that are false. Um, they talk about things that are false. I mean, like, it, you, you got a laundry list of things, right? And ultimately, I look in the mirror, you know, when it's, if it's something that's true, like, you know, shit that went down last year with, uh, with the situation, um, you know, which all of that wasn't even true. But I sat there and I was like, here's my mistakes. I own them. Um, Ain't nobody, ain't nobody told you to dress up like that, like back in the day. Like, I, I didn't even know you at that time. So, like, just apologize for the situation or just clear it up and just do what it is. Like, don't put blame on other people for your actions. Like, you need to take accountability for it. Like, straight up. Like, I, 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 the only thing I ever said was like, I made a joke being like, Oh, well the, the Esther and big T stuff makes sense. And if that's what she's referring to, I mean, like if everybody wants to say that all the stuff they say about me is trolling, <laughs> you know, uh, whether you want to accuse me of being emotionally abusive, physically abusive, like all this shit, like, you know, accuse me of sleeping with every chick in every state that I fucking land in. Um, I don't know. Like, it's easy to single me out because I'm the scapegoat. I'm literally everybody's scapegoat. So instead of looking at yourself for your mistakes or people looking at themselves for their mistakes, they'll just figure out a way to divert it to me if there's even the slightest way to do so. You know, I'm I'm not her. All I know is that I think the best route would have just been like, look, I had no idea that that's what that means. And I'm sorry if I offended people. And like, that's just, you know, whether I believe she knew what it was or not, I'm not going to speak on it, but that's, that's my, that's, that's my thing on it. You know, like. It's funny you said that because that's pretty much what she did. And then immediately she started liking a whole bunch of tweets where people was like, Oh, you didn't do anything wrong or this that, and the other. So I, th I think her words sounded very good when it came to the apology. I just don't think a lot of people really bought it about her sincerity. Um, look, man, I, look, I, I don't need to speak on any of that. I mean, like a, a lot of my castmates are very good at talking, very good at um, putting together narratives, putting together storylines putting together all these things and uh you know at, at the end of the day this is what i say give everybody the benefit of the doubt right and you know i have never 
seen or known her to be a certain type of way, right? But over time, you can't hide who you truly are. And eventually, anybody who might be saying things or, or being fake about something, it's, it's going to come out. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's why I try to stay out of things as much as possible because I know that I, I'm probably going to fuck up at some point. Like, I'm not going to fucking do anything crazy. No, but I'll never comment on shit that I've made mistakes on in the past because it means that I'm not fucking perfect. And who am I to comment on it, right? So I don't, I don't condone that kind of stuff. I mean, look, if people want to make jokes about me, I'll make jokes about them. Uh, I just don't like the reverse victimization mindset where you feel as though you can say and do whatever you want about anybody. But if somebody turns around and says or does something to you or dishes it back, to sit there and cry victim, I'm not going to do it, you know? And, and like I said, eventually, everybody's realness will come out because it's easy to hide behind good edits. It's easy to uh, promote things when certain things aren't shown. But what happens that one time when something is shown? Then everybody comes out and is like, we've known this for a while. That's what... That's what everybody's got to be careful of. So everybody can push everything on me. I can be their scapegoat. I can be the person that they all hate because, hey, everybody ain't gonna hate me forever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what are y'all what are y'all gonna do when that turns? I mean, I already got half and half. You know, I got half the people that love me, half the people that hate me. What are you gonna do when that half that hates me decides to join the poly train? You know, and you guys can't use me as a scapegoat anymore. Any of you guys going to come back and try to be friends with me? Probably. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about this because a lot of people, like we say, that a lot of people are negative on social media. It drives me nuts uh, attacking. But what is something that like people perceive about you that is just wrong because they don't actually know you? Because that's all, that's all Twitter is, is just like perceptions of what they think. And everybody thinks they're right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, like, I'd say 95% of the stuff, you know, it's, it's really crazy, because like, nobody actually knows me. Like, I think, I think you started seeing glimpses of like, who I really am this season. Um, you know, and like I said, like, I wish that they showed all like, fun, fun stuff about me, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's watched me on like big brother where it's like at first it's like everybody was like oh he's funny he's goofy and then once the competitive savage came out that's when people were like oh he's a piece of shit you know and then like you know on x on the beach there was no competition so all i had was to be goofy you know what i mean and that's how that show is but now you got this show which is competitive right so are my goofy moments really going to be shown like that's not that's not part of it. So like and and when I'm competitive, I'm I'm competitive, I'm savage, right? And if you take that out of context, it really seems like I'm this monster, you know what I mean? But I'm glad that people finally got to see, you know, like that I have real moments and I and I separate the game from real life and and you know, even in defeat you know, I can still congratulate all the people that won. No, I'm, I'm not going to discredit Final Wrecking at all. I'm not saying that it's not as important as these other two, but 
um, I feel like everybody's rookie season, you're getting your feet wet. And your second season is when you like understand more and you can play the game better socially, physically. Everything comes together. So let's talk about this two-season stint. 18 daily wins, 10 tribunals, 1-1 eliminations. 20, and, baby. You well, missed two. <laughs> okay, all right. 20, 20. Okay. 20 daily wins. And then, yeah, and then, and then just in these past two seasons, 1-1 elimination, which I think speaks volumes more based on how far you made it because you don't have to go into elimination if you're always winning. Is there anything from these past two seasons, you know, when you started, when you played the game to its fullest and everything, no redemption house that was there. Um, I mean, is, is, is there anything that you would change um, given that you had a tremendous amount of success? Is there any little tiny things or anything? Because or? a lot worked, a lot worked. There's always things you can change, right? Like now, are those changes drastic? No, but I'm, you know, literally going to play the exact same way that I played War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2, the only thing that I'm going to apply to it is little minute uh, fixtures and little little uh, moves that I think would benefit the long run, right? So I think... A big part of how I played this past one was based off of the fact that all season long, all everybody wanted to do was call me a liar and untrustworthy, right? So I went above and beyond prove that I'm trustworthy um, and I'm loyal when it comes down to the people that I ride for. Um, I think uh, moving forward, I'm not going to care what anybody's saying. I'm just going to ride with it. I'm just going to roll. People want to trust me. They trust me. If they don't want to trust me, they don't want to trust me. But it's not my problem. Ultimately, in, you know, even if you want to look at uh, just two seasons, if you want to discard Final Reckoning, I don't care, whatever. Um, but if you look at all three seasons, no one has sent me home. No one sent me home. And that's not by mistake. Right. Yeah, there was a redemption house. You know, those eliminations were interesting, to say the least. Um, but ultimately, when I went on my tear, I sent home the two best guy guy teams. Right. And had two daily wins, went into that final, smoked the final and almost pulled off crazy comeback season. Right. Um, that next season, there's plenty of times people could have thrown me into an elimination. Yeah, I won half the dailies. Cool. Um, when people, people, people will never understand it. When you show up to eliminations, everybody's looking at the elimination and they have in mind at least three people that they want to throw in, right? And they're going to go with the person that they feel are going to do the worst at the elimination that they see. All right. So before we get you out of here, I wanted to ask you a question because I got put onto a rumor about something that happened at the reunion. And I was several of your cast members intentionally provoked you into an altercation. And they had other cast members record on their cell phones that they went ahead and sent in to Bunneman Murray and in the production company. So I wanted to ask you about that, about what exactly happened that night 
And I do want to know more about Nani trying to fuck you. Uh, I mean, that, first of all, hold on. That was just a clip that was on the reunion. And like, hold on, let's just, I'm not even going to go about that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even stirring that pot. That is a whole other can of worms. I'm not trying to open that up um, for a lot of reasons. Um, as far as the other thing, I mean, I, uh, I, I can't really talk about, um, things like that. All I can say is that in the future, I will be smarter when certain things go down. I will, um, remove myself, uh, from the situation because I, I know that there's a certain way that the game is played outside of it. Um, but ultimately if I'm in control of what goes down, um, then doesn't matter who's trying to do whatever and and videotape whatever because I'm in control of it, right? Uh, so once again, that's that's one of the main things that I'm uh, working on. That's one of the main things that I'm reflecting on because ultimately, man, I love to compete. So uh, whether whether I'm on or off the season, right? If if it's in my hands to to be on a season to compete that means everything to me. So if that gets taken away from me, uh, even though there may or may not be a group of people who stir things up on Twitter, who try and provoke me in person, you know, who, who are doing everything in their power to keep me off these shows. Um, MTV and Buna Murray, like they're running a business, right? And the people there, they they believe in me and and they have my back and they love me um but if i'm not doing my part their hands are almost tied to a certain extent you know what i mean so i i i realized that and um and that's something that i'm going to take uh moving forward because i i've got a good shot at making the final every time i go on a on one of these things right and that's essentially money out of my pocket right and forget about the money because i mean like i'm good when it comes to money um you know with the things that i do outside of the show but but that competing like that is something that's like in my soul that like you know like i don't know if you guys just saw like the clip that ufc posted uh conor mcgregor i commented on it like Mm -hmm. chills like where it's like why would he come back you know he's made the most money out of everybody, he's got a successful business outside of here. He's got so many things. He touches something, it turns to gold, right? Why would he come back and risk his legacy? He's coming back because he loves fighting. He loves competing. And he, it's like Muhammad Ali. Why did he not quit? He kept getting, he was old. He was slower. He was getting, taking too many hits to the head. He couldn't stop because he just loved fighting, right? And he was the greatest at what he did, right? Like I love competing and I love competing on this show and uh, I never want my own actions to be the reason why uh, I can't compete. And I want to set an example that, you know, the, this, this show and the competitive level needs to be brought to another level, uh, not just from the competing standpoint, from, from sportsmanship standpoint, and how we all 
can leave it on the field and then we all need to be cool off the field and stop trying to do things to destroy each other because we all go through the same shit. And, you know, that's all I'll say on that situation. Before we get out of here, Tyler brought something to my attention that you are, you have a movie coming out soon. Are you working on a movie? Um, yeah, you know, I've got a couple of things, uh, going on. So I, I was filming with Hallmark, right? So that happened. That's going to be coming out Christmas next year. Uh, I've got another movie that I'm going to be filming over the summer, uh, which is going to be fun. I, once again, I, I, so I'm getting, I'm getting attention in that realm where people just want to, they want to cast me as the, uh, as the, uh, charismatic bad guy you know like the <laughs> the temptation so like i guess my reputation precedes me now um you know and i've gotten a lot of opportunities i got to be out in california in january um meeting with uh big time agencies which is an amazing thing so like you know it was it was it's almost like some things are like blessings in disguise you know what i mean um i've taken this time off not just for my mental for my body but started a lot of amazing businesses uh that i'll be announcing in 2020 i've gotten a lot of amazing opportunities to like actually use what i know on what makes people see me as a villain uh and use that to my advantage of just being able to naturally be that person who's going to evoke that emotion of oh i fucking hate you you know so it it's it's good. I'm having fun with it. And then, you know, hey, like I said, like I'm happy being controversial. I'm happy being loved and hated. Um, you know, because I, I know that I'm I'm new, I'm early. So eventually, once I capture the hearts of everybody, then I'll be like Hulk Hogan and The Rock when they finally went from being <laughs> the bad guy to the good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paulie. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. We definitely thank you for coming on the hit list. You've always been a good friend of Love War Challenges. You're always a blast to have around. We thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you guys. You know, I love, I love uh, hanging around y'all. And it's always good. It's always good kicking it and just shooting the BS. You always keep it real. You always shoot it straight. You know, I like you guys. You know, even if you like me, you still hold me, hold me for my stuff. You know, still let me Absolutely. have it. We do the best we can. So (laughs) enjoy your time off. Good luck with everything you got going. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for hanging out with us for the hit list this season. We're going to be bringing a whole lot of other stuff on YouTube and other channels. So thank you guys again. That's going to close us out. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. This is the hit list. Good night, guys. (laughs) You gotta stop doing that See post. ya. See ya. You gotta stop doing that you post. You gotta stop doing that post. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>